0: BDSM United Podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United Podcast. Shows for this podcast often require quite a bit of research. We usually don't just shoot from the hip, as do many of this next generation. We're not looking to make stuff up. We prefer real, tangible, research-based education. Think for a moment about the traditions that we commonly call old guard. Remembering that the people themselves didn't call them old guard. That's a term looking back that we associate with them. The term itself describes a philosophy, not just a group per se, mainly because there wasn't this one thing that was old guard. There wasn't this one group and everyone who did this one specific thing fell within this old guard. There was still some diversity and variety, but the philosophy, the mindset of the Of our culture during that time was very common. A group of people existed that formed and worked toward developing this philosophy but again they never called themselves an old guard. The term itself while used much earlier was largely popularized in the early 1990s to distinguish at that time what was old from what was new. It's also in the 1990s that the term BDSM even really kind of came into existence. Fast forward to 15 years later, and it happened again as we further marked another distinction between that which was old and that which was new from what was what is now more traditional BDSM and what is this next generation of BDSM and that happened around 2005 just to be conservative and generous each time we haven't been separating people rather philosophies of our craft, philosophies of our culture, philosophies of how we do this thing called BDSM. So it isn't that we're separating into groups of people. We're just separating into different philosophies of how we even approach the lifestyle, how we approach our culture, so it's not that you find yourselves in this exclusive group that you're old guard and I am new guard or I am next generation or I am traditional. It doesn't have to do with being part of a group of people. It has to do with being looking at things from a certain philosophy. Old guard is that defining philosophy that brings us modern-day BDSM, us more traditional people. We're from a more traditional philosophy. But pay attention closely. S&M has a history that extends back thousands of years. It seems that humans have always had inclinations towards S&M tendencies, even though there wasn't a defining set of terminologies to describe them. As that S&M history drew into the 1940s and 50s, it passes parallel to Old Guard and in some ways can still be seen separate from BDSM. While BDSM was born within a largely homosexual scene and progressively opened up to others, s and itself has always been inclusive. Thankfully, both today are open to everyone. We see BDSM now, uh, nearly all philosophies see it as um, pansexual, meaning that it is not any group of people, uh, not in- exclusive of any group of people Uh, Leather is, but yet is inclusive of people of all genders, all gender identities, all uh, sexualities. Even straight people are allowed to be involved now. (laughs) Thankfully, uh, all of our philosophies generally have that in common that we are open to everyone being involved in BDSM our culture is inviting of others even though we oftenly often don't try to convert others what is confusing is that bdsm and snm have different historical timelines even though largely the scenes are <coughs> excuse me even though largely the scenes are mixed a lot today Old Guard philosophy gives us the structure between our MS and DS hierarchy, these power exchanges and these authority transfers. Essentially, this structure mixed with things like military rank and romantic relationships, all of that married together, that's what makes BDSM unique. As many of us can attest, it's a rather ingenious and fun way to have relationships where the power is exchanged and um, sometimes people are on top and sometimes people are the bottom and everything it has to do with a power struggle, a power imbalance, uh, a grasping of power, a giving up of power, just all of the, the association with power and how it is given and received is what makes BDSM different from SM. S&M essentially is what today we call topping and bottoming. That is the giving and the receiving of pain, usually with pleasure. And uh, more so, s is also associated with a lot of fetishes and kinks that don't have anything to do with pain. But it is the giving and the receiving of all kinks and fetishes are often associated with s and in our more modern context. S&M throughout history has sometimes been impact play alone, other times with bondage or other kinks. If you mix S&M play with BDSM, with the power exchange part of BDSM, and add the explorations of fetish along with sex and body positivity, this is our playground. This is where we find ourselves today. If you're interested in s and history just by itself, you'll want to add Peter Tupper's A Lover's Pinch to your personal library. It's a fun read if you like the kind of history that clearly shows us how we got here. It, but all history is trying to put together a puzzle with incomplete pieces. There will always be some pieces of the puzzle missing. But we try to put enough pieces together that we make the clearest picture and that we can, that we can find. And, and from that picture, we can oftentimes tell and kind of make up the difference for the pieces that are missing. I'll put a link to the Amazon book in the description for A Lover's Pinch, A Cultural History of Sadomasochism. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for today's BDSM United podcast, where we gave you a little bit about history and just wanted to let you know that it, whether you're more new generation or more traditional, that it's not that you're a part of a certain group of people. It's that you are following a certain philosophy of how we do or of how you do BDSM that may be different from us. And so if you're more, we're more traditional, we like to, uh, we practice modern BDSM that follows uh, a lot of more traditions and respects our traditions and doesn't try to redefine our traditions or tries our best not to redefine our traditions. And in any ways that it does redefine them, we try to allow our traditions to inform those uh, those decisions that we make, and we try not to do anything that disrespects the uh, the definitions of what our traditions lay out. So, if something would from our traditions, for instance, is we draw consistency as part of our philosophy that when you're in a relationship with someone that you are consistently dominant or consistently submissive within that relationship. Where in a non-traditional, more new gen, next gen kind of philosophy, they'll oftentimes bring the K what we see as chaos into the relationship by trying to be sometimes dominant and sometimes submissive within the same relationship. We don't in in our philosophy see how that could even work without bringing chaos it would to us we see it as an unhealthy relationship an unhealthy dynamic and so it has to do with our philosophy of how we see things drawing from our traditions from drawing from how things have been known to work well I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for today's BDSM United podcast. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. And it was a joy bringing this to you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.